0: Hey guys, this is Billy Bonsari and you are listening to OMG with Billy Bonsari. Hey guys, what's the fucking quack? How is everyone? What's going on? I am so excited to record this episode today because... You know, when you watch a film and you just cannot get it out of your head, and it's all you want to do is to talk about it to anyone that will listen. And to be honest, there's not a lot of people, well, I haven't spoken to many people who have seen the film that I'm going to talk about today, which is Saltburn. Saltburn, salt, I was going to say heartburn. Saltburn, saltburn, fucking saltburn. Guys. To say I am obsessed. The salt burn obsession is all-consuming. So I don't really have the bandwidth, we'll say, for anything else at the minute. It's all very much so salt burn, salt burn, salt burn. I don't know why I have to say it three times. It's like, say salt burn three times and Barry Keoghan will appear in the nip. (laughs) Anyway, um, I had a really good week last week. I went to the coca-cola real magic experience on wednesday night that was in the rds and guys to be honest you know when you have that moment that you're like oh it's christmas that was my moment for me that was my moment it was just so christmassy like it's obviously a christmas experience but it really 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 felt christmassy like it was perfectly cold I had like a Christmas woolly jumper on. It was very festive. I went with Carla. It was just really, really gorgeous. I think it's still going. It's on in the RDS Simmons court. There's a big, huge Ferris wheel. Loads of gorgeous food bits, coffee bits, cocktails. Like all like photo opportunities, pictures, sleighs, actual sleighs, big sleigh. It was really gorgeous and Christmassy and I absolutely loved it. Then on Thursday, I went to Club Salty in... The new Bernard Shaw. It's not really that new, I suppose. I think we just call it the Bernard Shaw now. Downstairs in the basement, the racket space, and so funny because I used to do disco brunches. No, I never did a brunch there. Did I do a brunch there? No, I never did an actual brunch. I did one club night in the Bernard Shaw years ago, and I remember Sophie, who used to work there at the time, brought me downstairs and she was like, "Oh, we have this like crazy because like." It was very much so new at the time, like the the Bernard Shaw, the new one. And she was like, we have this like huge basement and we're going to convert it and like make it a space for things. And I was like, oh my God, let me see. So we went downstairs and it was crazy because like there was just like a bazillion stuff from like the old pub. And she was like, yeah, we're going to convert it into like a space for like events and stuff. And I was like, oh, amazing. And then I actually seen it and I was like, oh my God, I remember being down here when it was like a horror movie, you know it was like that kind of vibe so that was really cool but yeah club salty by this is pop baby was on queer cabaret it was absolutely amazing like it was just totally cuckoo bananas it's exactly what you would expect from this is pop baby but yeah it was like really intimate really gorgeous, cuckoo bananas just perfect then i headed to pawn shop or bound shop as. Big Johnny Slovak says, which I just absolutely love. And yeah, I did Gay for Pay. We haven't done Gay for Pay. I did like a four-week residency in October. And then we kind of killed off for November. And then we did a little night in last week, which was absolutely gorgeous last Thursday. So that was a lot of fun. Pawn shop as always cuckoo. A banana town. Mental. It was really busy. Like, just really had an absolute ball. So that was like a really fun Thursday night. And to be honest, I haven't done much else. Guys, I really, I think this is so funny. Like, when I was like... Oh I'm going to do a podcast and tell everyone about my crazy life Like it was crazy And now that I'm doing the podcast It's like I don't know it's like I'm hibernating Now I really am loving the vibes But like it's just funny you know But yeah I had a really nice chilled weekend And I really am feeling the Christmas vibes And I have a very very exciting Christmas episode planned For next week Now I don't know if you guys will find it that exciting But to me it's everything And it really is my Christmas ritual that I do and I really want everyone to take part. Also, guys, the Spice Girls astrology messages, howling. I'm loving seeing everyone getting involved. Like it really is the most fun. And like I feel like now it's like Christmas party season, like play with your workies. Like it's a really fun one. But, and as well, like at like your Christmas, like with your family at Christmas dinner, whip it out. Like maybe do friends, do it all. Do friends astrology. You could even invert it and you could do family astrology. So you could do like take one person and then do your the remainder of your family do their chart based on your other family members. Anyway, I'm talking shite, but yeah, I'm just loving the Christmassy vibes. I hope it snows. That's where I am, you know? Okay, guys, I actually do have one quick thing I want to talk about before we get to Saltburn, Saltburn, Saltburn. I want to quickly touch on Bonnie Tyler. Random. I'm so random, I can't believe I just did that. But guys, honestly, can we please talk about Bonnie Tyler? Please, can we talk about Bonnie Tyler? So, I don't know if anyone saw, but recently, okay, she hooked up with Jaffa Cakes. Infectionary brand. Now, I have to say, I fucking hate Jaffa Cakes. Like, genuinely. If I was starving, like, if I was in a room, locked in a room, with no food, for 10 days, and someone fucking slid a box of Jaffa Cakes under under the door, I would just be like... No thanks. <laughs> like I fucking hate Java Cakes. What are they? They're so violent. What is the taste? Orange? No, I love like I love orange chocolate vibes. Like I love Terry's chocolate orange. I love like an orange chocolate, like, you know, sweet from like a box of chocolates. Like I love orange chocolate, but I hate the texture of the jelly. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Please no. Why did I bring this up? But anyway, Bonnie Tyler partnered up with Jaffa Cakes to, I don't know, would you call it? Yeah, a little campaign, a little online moment. And guys, honestly, it really is the best thing you will ever hear in your life. Like it's, it's so fucking camp. Full moon. Mm. Half moon. Mm. Total eclipse. Mm. So obviously I think it was Dawn French that was in the original version so I remember when when I was a kid it was like this big thing full moon half moon total eclipse like that's how that was their marketing thing and it is genius and it was like this big iconic ad that everyone quoted in the playground and like it was huge so obviously total eclipse of the heart they've decided to bring Bonnie Tyler on board and like she's camp she's always up for a laugh she's fucking stunning like she's cuckoo bananas she's mental and what they've done is they have her on and they're like It's just so funny. It's just really bizarre and camp and fab. And she's like, I'm obsessed with moons. (laughs) She's like, does the whole full moon, half moon, total eclipse. But then in the background, they're playing this banger, right? So it was like, I watched it as like a reel, right? And I was like, wait, what's that sound? So then I went on to Spotify and she's released a remix of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh. My. God. Guys, I fucking cannot cope to say that this song is a fucking belter. Like, it's an outrageous belter. I've never heard anything like it in my life. Now, I do have one slight issue, which is just an issue that I'm going to have to just accept in 2023. Like, every single song is like two minutes, fucking 20 seconds. Like, they're minute songs. Like, there's literally no such thing as, like, a full four, three three and a half minute song. And then, like, an extended dance remix of seven or eight minutes. Like, those days are just over. So, I just have to make peace with that. But, like, I've never wanted an extended mix more than the remix of this song. It's called Total Eclipse of the Heart Full Moon Remix. Oh, my God. And honestly, to say full moon remix it's so fitting because it's like it evokes that full moon energy when i hear it in my head like i want to go cuckoo bananas i want to just fucking go mental all i can do is hope that they will release Uh, Extended like club mix See if I was producing I would be able to do this myself It actually reminds me of The Lady Gaga track replay From Chromatica Which is an absolute Belter It's like a disco New disco EDM Absolute fucking Triumph And in that song What they did was For the chorus They took Diana Ross's My House And like Kind of distorted the vocals Sped it up And then just Fucking infused all their bits on top of it it's so fucking four to the floor just belty it's an absolute bop but this song the remix of total eclipse of the heart kind of sounds like that it's that kind of genre it's like disco new disco high energy camp outrageous gorgeous guys i cannot stress this enough it's my favorite track it's got i think it's going to be my track of the year And I'm not even messing saying that. And all I can do is hope for an extended mix. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case. Because I know with Dua Houdini, she brought out an extended mix, which was only like four minutes anyway. But like, give the people what they want. I'm sick of this TikTok fucking, you know, way of doing things where everything is just like two minutes and everything is just for a soundbite and for like a clip. It's like people listen to actual full songs outside of TikTok. And I know I sound like such an arsehole being like you know oh tiktok like uh, whatever but like give us a fucking extended mix like give us a seven minute version i will fucking honestly guys it goes off so i definitely would say put your headphones on and fucking blast that shit because it's an absolute bop and i'm loving bonnie tyler just like having a moment go off this, she's so funny like she's like totally like She's like an unsung hero. Like we don't hear enough about Bonnie Tyler. Like what? What does she do day to day? What is she up to? I just love that woman. Nothing I can do, nothing okay, guys, are we ready to talk about Saltburn? Saltburn, Saltburn, Saltburn. Let's fucking go. Okay, so I saw Saltburn the other night. I think I'm saying it weird now, and it's probably really irritating to listen to. I saw Saltburn the other night. Now I've been dying to see it for ages, and I was hoping that I'd get invited to the premiere. I used to get asked to premieres for things, like I went to a good few, and now I just don't. <laughs> like, what happened, guys? Like, I the Barbie one was like, okay. That was like you know celebs were going to that one. Like they, it was like the hottest ticket in town. Everyone wanted to go to Barbie, and I was like, okay, fair enough. But like, I haven't been asked since, so like, I'm a bit annoyed because I love premieres because i love the stella so this is my qualms okay are you ready for this okay so basically i hate the cinema like the traditional cinema it makes me really 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 anxious like really i'm not even messing saying this it's far too confined and i'm not like someone who's like claustrophobic or anything like i have no problem in that sense i just get really anxious and like my neuro spices is get really spicy and like sometimes this is terrible no I've never done it but like I have to fight off the urge to like just stand up and scream out something really random just because it's like I need to break the tension or something it's just too tense you know so I love going to the Stella because you can kind of like you know get a literal bed you're not really beside anyone only your person that you're with and you can drink a the of wine c'est parfait but saltburn was out of the stella by the time i got around to seeing it so we went to the cinema in rat minds it's just like a normal cinema like it's grand like it is fine and i don't really go i'm not really a movie girl like i have my five movies that i watch repeat but i do love my movies that i love do you know what i mean i wouldn't go see like you know those you can get like a pass and it like It's like unlimited movies in whatever cinema for the whole year. I wouldn't be the type of person to get that for. Do you know what I mean? That would be wasted on me, my love. Guys, honestly, you know, when you leave a film and it's literally all you can think about, like it's completely taken over me. Saltburn, Saltburn, Saltburn. Okay, let's go. So the movie was directed by Emerald Fennel. Now, I have to be honest, guys, this girl was not on my radar. I never saw Promising Young Woman, which was her the movie that she previously directed. Which was nominated for a load of Oscars and it actually won Best Screenplay. But it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director. Now I never seen it, but that's definitely next on my hit list because turns out I really fuck with this girl. So she wrote, directed, and produced the film. And she's also an actress as well. She's been in loads and loads and loads of things. So Emerald Fennel, that's such a gorgeous name, isn't it? Emerald. My goodness. Emerald Fennel, she's written loads. Acted in loads, produced loads. She's the girly of the moment, to be honest. And I hope that she wins an Oscar for this film. I don't know if she will, but definitely in my eyes. Anyway, random one. She played Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown from like 2019 to 2020, which is so random. But when I seen a picture of her, I was like, oh my God, that's Camilla. So yeah, go off Camilla. So the cast, Barry Keoghan is the main man. Okay, he really steals the show. Like, truly, he really, really does. And, guys, I'm going to be honest. He is obviously, as a person from Dublin, Barry Keoghan's been on my radar for years. Like, you know, when you he, like, his, like, just his ascent. And, like, he's really at the top now, which is amazing. Like, he's one of the top boys in Hollywood. And I'm just so here for that. So, like, I've seen his ascent, but, like, I've never really seen an interview with him before. I've never really engaged in anything else that he's been in. Like, I remember he was in Love Hate years ago. Obviously, everyone used to watch that. But, like, he never really... I just never really seen him in anything. So, I was just always like, oh, that's your man, Barry Keoghan. Go off, sis. Like, he always wears cool outfits. And he has nice arms. But I never was, like... I just never invested in him. But consider me invested now. Let me just say that. So, he plays the main character called Oliver Quick. Jacob Elordi is also in it. Now, a lot of girlies are, like... It's kind of nearly like, I don't know with this film. It's nearly like, you know, remember Twilight? It was like Team Team Edward or Team Jacob. I don't know. In my head, I feel like it's kind of like that with this film. Because a lot of people that I've been talking to, which there hasn't been that many, people are either like, most people are obsessed with Jacob Lordy and his character. And I'm like, no. Like, I am obsessed with Nate Daniels, okay? His character from Euphoria. Because that's just the way I'm wired. And that's the way that character is presented to us. He's like, you know, the toxic man. There's issues with sexuality going on. He's kind of repressed, toxic, gorgeous. I'm sure his dick is huge. Like, it's that kind of guy. And we all know that kind of guy. I, for one, know a bazillion of those guys. And I love those guys so much. That's my toxic trait. Anyway, I'm obsessed with Nate Jacobs. And as a person... I love Jacob Elordi. Like, I think he's gorgeous. And I love his, like, handbags. And, like, I think he's really cunty. And I love his style. And I think he's beautiful. But, like, I'm not obsessed with Jacob Elordi. And this is after, like, seeing interviews and bits and bobs. Like, I think he's really endearing. But, like, I'm not a massive fan of his. So consider me definitely Team Barry. But it's not even like that. Just in my own head. I just need the drama. Jacob plays a really charismatic, gorgeous, like, well off carefree tall dark handsome could be a model is a scholar guy we'll just say called felix now felix is a random name for me like what the fuck like felix is literally felix Caffood, or like felix is a cat or like a cartoon character felix to me is not a human name so i just think that was an interesting one emerald We'll pick back up on this later. Rosamund Pike stars as his mom. Alison Oliver stars as the sister. Now, she was really, 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 really good in this movie. She plays Felix's sister. Honestly, her performance was a mesmerizing. A guy called Archie Madique plays a really really awful character in the film called Farley now he's the guy that we're supposed to hate so like I'm allowed to hate him because he's just so irritating and I have to be honest I actually think his acting oh my god who am I Mr. Critique I think his acting brought the film down a little bit because when I was watching his scenes I felt like I was watching Heartstopper and let's just say I don't want to be watching Heartstopper Okay, moving on. Kerry Mulligan also stars as Pamela, who's like this really eccentric family friend who's really gassed but like lost. Anyway, we'll get to it. Casting was absolutely amazing. I think Barry Keoghan definitely steals the film. So basically, he plays the role of this young guy from Liverpool who presents himself as like this super, super working class, like scholarship, would you say winner? (laughs) Scholarship? granted scholarship winner yeah student at oxford No, i think it's oxford guys oh my god can we talk about oxford first of all two things three things that i wanted after this film i wanted to go to college random of me i really do now not fucking you know dit bolton street to study you know economics like no thank you my love they always look so miserable now go and get your education live your life do your bits my love but like do you ever be like (laughs) passing this is terrible do you ever be passing um like DIT in town and like people are standing outside smoking it just looks so uninspiring I'm sorry it looks violent and I'm not picking on DIT particularly I just mean colleges in general everyone looks a bit Devastated. I don't know. It's not like Harvard or one of the glam colleges. Anyway, I really want to go to Harvard. Now, I don't know what I'd study. I definitely wouldn't even go to the classes, but I want to like go and like live there and like the buildings. It just all looks so gorgeous. Oh my God. And I, oh, I don't know. I just, I really was in my college bag after seeing the film. I really want to go to Harvard. I really want to go to Saltburn, so basically Saltburn is the house, the family home of Felix's character, okay, I really want to go to Saltburn, I just want to live in this film, I think this is what I love about the movie, it made me just want, I just felt like I was there, like I felt like I really lived it, which I think is really, really, I think that's like job well done, especially for this type of film, you know, when you feel like you actually were there with the characters, you you can't get more than that, like I really did, I felt like I was there, I felt like I spent the summer there and the tagline for the film is, we're all about to lose our minds. I think it's, like, something along the lines of that. And, like, you really do lose your mind in this film. Like, it's crazy. And even with the, like, the ratio on screen, like, I'm not, no, this is not my bag, so don't come for me if you're listening and you're like, oh, my God, you mean this. Well, basically, you know, if you're, like, watching a, a movie in the cinema, <laughs> this is such a basic way of saying it, if you're watching a film in the cinema and it's, like, fit to the screen like you know like a wide screen it like fits so basically the director said that she wanted to have it like that so it makes people feel like they're kind of like voyeuristically looking in on the whole thing like they're there and like you do feel like that I can't believe I fucked that one up so much I don't know what to say okay guys cast is amazing like I said it's definitely Barry Keoghan's movie Jacob Elordi plays the part of like I said that kind of just like easy breezy gorgeous charismatic kind kind of like you know the the popular high school jock but like there's no real substance to him because i think he was presented in that way because like in real life when you're just so enamored by someone infatuated by someone obsessed with someone which barry keoghan's character is that's kind of how they are you don't actually see them for who they are you just see them for the idea of them and it's all like beautiful and like romantic and gorge but there's actually nothing there because you're not seeing that person you're just seeing your idea of them and i think jacob alordi played that character really 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 well but the movie is 100 percent barry's like it is barry's it's absolutely amazing So it's set in 2006, like the mid-noughties. And like, guys, honestly, I'm so ready for more movies of that era. Like the mid-noughties. Like what an era, what a time. The fashion, the music. Obviously, I grew up in that era, but like it is special. And it's just funny to think that like Saltburn, Saltburn, Saltburn is essentially a period piece and it's set in 2006, like, that's wild, do you know, I love that shit, costumes were amazing, now, there was a few little things, I'm a big, like, if it's set in, like, if there's something that's set in, like, the 70s, 80s, 90s, 90s, like, I'm obsessed with that, but, like, I'm definitely a bit of a snob in terms of, like, that's not accurate, I don't know, I have that kind of, like, historian thing about me, in terms of, like, fashion, and, like, hairstyles, even, and like music, I love dating things based on the visuals. Nine out of ten for Saltburn. One little thing that I was just kind of like, okay, that wasn't really quite the case in 2006 was Jacob's Jacob Elordi's character Felix again, such a weird name. He was wearing remember those like anti racism bands, uh, stand up, speak up, and then the yellow one Lance Armstrong had <laughs> called Live Strong, guys. First of all, to say I was up obsessed with those bands i think you could get them in like Foot Locker, and then it was just pure trading on the streets it was wheeling and dealing it was illegal activity it was literally like i'll swap you this if you give me that those bands really brought the black market into our skill let me just say that when i was younger like you were wheeling and dealing you were selling them swapping them any means necessary you were securing that stand up speak up band anyway felix had one of them on his wrist in the movie. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that was like a 2003 thing. So I don't know why in 2006 he was still wearing it. And it's not like too much, like not enough time would have, had, would have had passed before that would be in an ironic way. So I don't know what that kind of buzz was. Anyway, that was one thing that they missed a trick with. And I also think they should have had, iPods should have featured way more because like, what is the most 2006 thing that you can think of? I'm sorry, guys, it's an iPod. And they didn't feature throughout the movie. And I just thought that's a bit of a funny one. Anyway, costumes were perfect. It was all about the like, um, especially on the women. I feel like obviously you can always have a little bit more f- fun with girls um, in movies in terms of like hair and costumes. And like, it was just the whole like baby doll dresses, like ridiculous eye makeup, kind of like cheap, tacky, huge, colorful costume jewelry, pumps. Oh, stunning, stunning stunning absolutely gorgeous definitely like 9 out of 10 for costumes music wise also amazing cuckoo bananas like to be honest obviously the noughties were cuckoo bananas and it was a real mix so like i think of the noughties especially 2006 like that was like new rave but then also like pop but also dance so like they definitely did i think tap into those kind of three pillars of music at the time so new rave was that like a whole era of like gossip mia kind of like where i don't know electronic music kind of meant rock music so it's like the look the style the sensibility it was all very skins that kind of aesthetic lumo everything like 80s kind of were back like leg warmers it's crazy remember people now people genuinely guys If you're too young for this, if you don't remember, this is facts. You know, I was too young to be all up in the clubs at the time, but like people used to go out and like wear like, um, because it was all very much so like retro, retro. So they were throwing it back to the eighties, but in like a naughty way. People used to wear um cassettes, like actual tape cassettes, around their necks on chains. Like that was new wave, and that was obviously definitely reflected in the film. So I'm gonna say nine out of ten for the costumes. Okay, guys, so I would class this film, I would categorise this film as (laughs) a homoerotic, conjoined bathroom, thriller, comedy-drama. There, I said it. I fucking said it. Guys, we need to talk about the conjoined bathroom homoerotic genre. That's, you know... Sweeping the nation, <laughs> like obviously, call me by your name. It was in my eyes is the first conjoined bathroom homoerotic drama, and Saltburn, Saltburn, Saltburn. For me, it's the second one, and I really hope to see a lot more. What is it about us gays and the conjoined bathroom? Like, what is it? Basically, there is a conjoined bathroom. That's all you need to know. And I'm here for that. Like, I obviously, I feel like. Obviously, there's like Paul Meskel has that new film that's coming out. Now, guys, I'm not going to drag on Paul Mescal, And it's like, I don't mean to pit people. I can't, I don't mean to always pit people against each other. Two people can exist harmoniously in the world. We all can. Billions of us can. And remember when Christina Aguilera was asked about Lady Gaga in like 2009, after she made the comment saying, I don't know who that is. Is that a man or a woman? When she decided to be diplomatic, driplomatic, she said, there's room for us both on everyone's iPods. (laughs) And that really sticks with me. I think we all need to have that outlook in life. And there is room for both Barry Keoghan and Paul Meskel on everyone's iPods. But for me, my most listened to artist, let's just say, would be Barry Keoghan. I wouldn't be like necessarily a fan of Paul Meskel. Like I don't really think... There's I am just like I don't know like obviously normal people was a huge huge phenomenon we'll say, <laughs> but like, and like we all loved his character and it was really touching and really gorgeous and really poignant, but like that that was a character like I don't I don't I don't know I'm just not like, I'm not team Paul oh my god here I am again with the teams I'm just I'm just contradicting myself this whole episode, basically, as well as either being team Barry or team Jacob. You're also, I think, in 2023, Team Paul or Team Barry. And like I said, there's room for both on everyone's iPods, but I definitely, Barry, would be my most listened to artist. Anyway, Paul meskal has his film coming out. I forget what it's called. I remember me and James watched the, uh, <laughs> we watched the trailer in his car and we were shook. I'm like, it just looks really gorgeous. But, like, I don't know, I think saltburn is going to be my film anyway i'm loving seeing the rise in like queer cinema and like queer storylines and like let's face it all the leading men in hollywood now i know sexuality is still such a a thing in hollywood it's like don't ask don't tell kind of um stance on everything just because like they say that it's really detrimental for leading men to be openly queer or um gay or bi or whatever express their sexuality because it will be at the detriment to, like, film roles that they get because, you know, they need to be... Basically, girls need to be able to think that they can fall in love or obtain relationships with these men and they won't be as successful if that kind of mystique is destroyed. But, like, if you look at, like, any red carpet nowadays or, like, photo shoots and stuff, I think queer culture... And, like, even style that was typically seen as more queer adjacent is being embraced by all kinds of different people in Hollywood at different levels. And, like, I think that's amazing to see. Obviously, there's a lot of talk of queer baiting and stuff like that. But I just think it's amazing to see, like, different stories being told. And, like, I'm here for the revival. I think, obviously, it all goes back to Call Me By Your Name and the success of that film and just how gorgeous that film is. And I think everyone's trying to kind of recreate those kind of stories And I'm here for it Like I said I'm a Barry girl But I wish everyone well And I can't wait to see Paul's film And all the other movies That are going to come from this Because I think it's fucking time Now obviously there's been There's queer cinema And queer stories Have existed Forever But I just mean at this Massive level And like with these Huge Assumedly Heterosexual stars Like I think it's amazing Obviously queer Roles should go to queer people as well. But I do think there's room for everyone. I think, obviously, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that front. But also, it is amazing to see these stories being told. Um. Anyway, speaking of stories being told, basically, the film revolves around Barry Keoghan's character, Oliver, who wins a scholarship to Oxford and meets the very charming Felix, who's played by Jacob Elordi. And he basically is... The quintessential, popular, rich, gorgeous male model esque student who just kind of seems to have everything at his fingers t- at his fingertips and doesn't really care about very much. Like he's easy peasy breezy, and they kind of strike up an unlikely friendship. And Jacob, Lordy's character, Felix invites Barry Keoghan's character to the house. That is family owned called Saltburn. Now when I say house it's a manor. And it really has me in my manor bag. It's just this big massive gorgeous manor. In the countryside in England. And this is where. Everyone essentially loses their minds. Now I'm not going to get too far into it. Because I do think everyone should go and watch the movie. If you haven't. If you have seen it please slide into my DM. So we can talk. Because I want to talk about this film. It's all I want to talk about. It's all I can think about. But basically, I think the pacing is amazing. I think it's really, really keeps you on the edge of your seat. I think there's really, really amazing moments of like genuine humour and irony that I think is needed because I think otherwise it would have been too much the other way. So I think there was really, really nice comic relief throughout, um, especially by Felix's mother, who is played by Rosamund Pike, um. And Richard E. Grant as well as the father. And like, can we talk about Richard E. Grant? Anyone I think of my generation will remember Richard E. Grant. Now, he's obviously done amazing, amazing, amazing work. He's actually in two of my favourite movies of all time. One being Spice World, the movie. Need I say any more? He plays Cliff, the crazy manager. Two, he's in Bram Stoker's Dracula. By Francis Ford Coppola. Which is one of my all time favourite movies. If anyone hasn't seen that movie. Oh my god. It's not necessarily a Christmas movie. Because it's like a horror. It really is scary. Mary. But like I would say it's kind of Christmasy. Because it's like set in Transylvania obviously. And like <laughs> it snows there. So like in my head it's a Christmas film. And now it's not a Christmas film at all. But I would say watch it this Christmas. It's really, 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 really good. And absolutely amazing cast as well. Winona Ryder Sadie Frost Keanu Reeves (laughs) He's a little sweetheart Everyone seems to love him I always see like Nothing but great things Said about him Especially online He had a really hard life Lots of deaths and stuff but everyone loves him. Anyway, Anthony Hopkins, Monica Bellucci, Gary Oldman—like, oh, it's just the most amazing movie, the most amazing cast. Go and watch it. But we're not here to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula or Spice World, the movie. We are here to talk about Salzburg. But I just think Richard E. Grant, like, what an absolute fucking hero. So he plays Felix's dad, and a lot of the comedy is—it's just like quick and ironic and. Needed. That's what I'll say. Um, the plot, like I said, otherwise, is very dark and really tense. Like, you really are on the edge of your seat. And I just think, like, if I go to the cinema, I want to feel extremes. Do you know? I want to be, like, ex- I want to be pissing myself laughing if it's supposed to be funny. I want to be absolutely desperately crying if it's supposed to be sad. Like, I want to feel those things. And, like, it definitely is tense because you're like, what the fuck is going on? Where is this going? So it really, really does have a nice pace because it's kind of like all of the above I think that like when Emerald Fennel said that she wanted to like really make the viewer feel like they were there They spent the summer in Saltburn I think that definitely was achieved because like you really do feel like you're with all the characters And you feel like you're losing your mind Just as much as they fucking are and as the whole thing plays out, so I'm not going to say anything more. I'm just definitely going to say go and watch it. Slide into my DMs and let's have a chat because it really is fucking amazing. The ending scene, I will say, Barry Keoghan is but naked. <laughs> And oh my god, to say that I was obsessed. He is so gorgeous. It's so iconic. There's an amazing moment in the movie with Murder on the Dance Floor by Sophie Alice Baxter. And to say that I haven't stopped thinking about that scene, it's gorge. It's funny. It's like, what the fuck? It's just cuckoo bananas, genuinely. (laughs) So guys, I don't know. So guys, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be getting uh, a call, let's just say, from Variety or you know, the Hollywood reporter um to asked me to be <laughs> to be their in-house film writer. Let's just say that. But I'm really passionate about this movie. I'm really passionate about Barry Keoghan. He's fucking gorgeous. The movie's amazing. Team Barry. There's room for everyone on everyone's iPad. iPod. Um well I suppose you could say iPad now. I think it's like the 2023 edition, even though who the fuck has an iPad? um but guys i love you all thanks so much for listening if you've made it this far next week is going to be a really really fun one like i'm really excited for next week's Disione of omg with billy bonzari because i'm going to bring you guys in on a little christmas ritual something that i like to do to really really get me in the christmas mood it's iconic it's gorgeous it's heartbreaking it's all of the above so yeah tune in next week when that episode drops Share this episode Please give me a rating Tell your friend If you enjoyed this episode Do pass it on I'm absolutely loving Doing the pod And yeah I want to have as many ears As many listeners as possible And yeah Go and see Saltburn And like I said If you have already Slide into my DMs And let's talk about Barry Keoghan Love you all Hit it Sophie It's murder on the dance floor you better not.